Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 18 of the Own the Moment podcast. My team, my name is TJ Lasig. I'm your host here at OTM, and we have another fantastic show for you tonight. Allow me to first introduce my co-host, Mr. Justin Herzig. Justin, how are you doing tonight? Doing well. I finally got a pack. I hope that a lot of other people out there were also able to get one of these packs that we're all able to get. It's a, uh, it's a feeling that I've missed out on for a while now. Um, I don't know if I really feel like I earned it and got lucky, but uh, hey, obviously I got like an 80,000 number, so just like any other pack drop. Pack is a pack, and hey, even when you are a influencer such as the Herzig bot in this space, it's still not easy to get those packs out there. But we're going to be talking some NBA action tonight, and when we do that, we of course always need to bring on our NBA analyst, Mr. John Bachman. Bach, how are we doing, my friend? Doing good. I did not get a pack because I joined the queue and missed my window. So I got to go rejoin it again. I think I was like 150,000. It took seven hours or something to get through. So still a grind, even when it's guaranteed, still a grind. I mean, I think the truth is, is that if you do it like in a day and a half, there's just not going to like, or you just pick a random time, there's just not going to be anyone in line. Like, yeah, there's probably some like offset hours, but like, if you just go tomorrow night, I think you're probably just going to end up in like, walking right in and just buying a pack um but obviously like yeah we wanted to watch the stream our friends at club top shot were doing the stream and stuff like yeah i mean it makes sense i'm sitting on my computer of course i'm gonna put my name in and just wait but no question i think tomorrow or something you can just walk right in and grab it yeah i think it's just the insult to injury of all of the missed packs and then i miss my window here <laughs> well luckily for you bach and for others out there we have 48 hours well since the time has started, we have 48 hours to join the queue. That'll definitely be a topic tonight. Let me set the stage here quickly first. First things, there's a lot going on in the Top Shot world. So if you are not following us on Twitter, at OwnTheMomentNFT, if you're not subscribed to the YouTube channel, I think you guys should be because we're, we're out here providing as much content as we can, keeping you guys updated on everything that's going on in the Top Shot world. If you've enjoyed the show, go ahead, hit the like button, leave a review, all of that good stuff. I have been slacking on my shilling as of late, so I need to bring that back into the picture here. I'm going to just not even beat around the bush, bring it right up to the front front of the show. So there's that. Now let's talk about what we're going to walk through tonight. So we're going to touch on the pre-order pack drop. We're going to touch on the Seeing Stars 1 challenge. Those were kind of the two main topics that were hot in the industry today. But then we're also going to do a recap of everything that we saw last week in terms of the NBA trade deadline. So what were the big moves that happened across the NBA? How did that affect their top shot prices? All of that kind of thing. We're going to walk through the updated OTM player rankings to see how we've potentially made some changes to the rankings as a result of these trades. And then just you know, talk generally about the NBA season, what we see happening the rest of the way. Keep it relatively short and sweet for you guys tonight, but wanted to provide this update across the board. So let's uh, let's start with the pre-order pack drop. So earlier today, kind of somewhat out of the blue, got announced that there were going to be this pre-order pack drop. There's what 2.5 million packs being dropped, or, or or what? Yeah, or moments like what what what's that number that's being? Yeah, Justin, go it's ahead. A made up cap. It's, it's a made okay. up cap. It's just basically say hey we potentially have this many packs available. We obviously have nowhere near that many active or even anywhere near like, you know, even bot accounts. Um, so it's just to say that, hey, everyone that wants a pack gets a pack. Um, 
when they actually put out their um, analysis of you know what's in these packs, they base it off of around a little more than 600,000 packs. Um, when we did our expected value, we kind of um, tried to base it off like, okay, we think there might be, if there's 250,000, it'll be this much. Because what happens are there are certain moments, the more, I hate using this word rare, but the more scarce moments um, are a fixed amount. So no matter how many packs are released, they're going to give out a hundred of these rookies, a thousand of these, three thousand of these, and so forth. Um, then, whether we end up getting a hundred thousand or we end up getting five hundred thousand, the rest of the moments baked in are going to be these thirty-five thousand plus circulation moments. And that's where, as we get more packs that are going to be distributed, the expected value of these ends up decreasing because you get more of these slash thirty-five k ones. Um, but that's where, like, I don't know, the two and a half million was. I'm pretty sure they just had to put some kind of number out there. They're not minting these until they figure out how many packs are purchased, uh, which is why, you know, they're waiting until those 48 hours and they have to go through the whole process of distributing, minting them, distributing them and so forth. Um, but yeah, no, not 2.5 million. That number was uh, a little, little silly. It'd be yeah, great um, if it was though. <laughs> I don't, we don't know if it would be. I don't know. It would it's be... interesting. Box yeah. subscribes to my thinking of I want to just drain the market with as many of these 35k plus moments, turn those 35k to 50k to 100k as we just kind of flood the market with these moments that just don't have value other than maybe, you know, you find a great player and even then it's not much. But what that does is it provides us a level of differentiation between what these real common ones are, the ones that anybody can just get. And the ones that we as collectors have been collecting for the past couple of months, starting at Series 1, and even to the point of your uh, your 12K, your 15K ones from Series 2 would then have substantially more value. Would much rather them crazily mint all those commons than continue to mint all these one-off rare sets. Yep, I think that makes a lot of sense. I think there's definitely general concern. We talked about it last week with Peter Overzet just around you know, the, the recent downturn in the market, things constantly seemingly trending in the wrong direction. But overall, we think that the, the more that these lower tier moments are put into the system for those of us that were in on the earlier side, it will then decrease or increase the value of some of the, the more scarce moments that we already have. Uh, any, anything else? Have we looked at all at the, the expected value of these packs? Like obviously yeah. at this point in Top Shot, right? There's, it's a no-brainer to, to get in line for a pack and to receive a pack, but Justin, do we have anything that we could share with the people in terms of what, what, what they can expect in these pre-order packs whenever they're delivered? Yeah, so if we end up having around that 250,000 um, packs out there, the expected value is about $67. If we get up in that 600,000 packs out there, expected value comes out to around, I think it was 54. Um, I think... I think 250 to 350 is probably the range we're looking at for how many actually get distributed here based off what we've seen of people active in the Discord, what we've seen from uh, the previous you know, drops and such. So if we say that, we can expect you know, a fair assumption of around $65 is our estimated value here. Um, the most valuable moments are, and you, know, you still have the Lamello. I think there's about 100 of those that are going to be released of his rookie. You've got a couple other rookies. You've got some new moments as well. Uh, so there's a lot of value really in these, but for the most part, most people are going to open these packs and they're going to realize that they're going to get three slash 35K guys and they're not going to be too excited about it. 
they're probably still turn a couple dollars on it because each of those are have a base of, you know, even the cheapest ones are going for around like six, seven dollars. Um, and so you're still making a little money there. But great thing about this is if this can actually, hey, ingrain in the mindset of, you know, packs are supposed to be ways to get, you know, add to your collection to enter the market. If you want to sell, you can sell so you can have optionality into other areas, as Jacob was saying earlier today. There's a lot of positives here. Um, but Hopefully uh, we get some luck and we, we, we get some luck amongst the OTAM community and able to pull some nice grabs. Yeah, that's that's really what we're, what we're looking for here. So everyone, if you're out there, producer Coop behind the scenes is now letting us know that he, he got kicked out of line or something happened to him earlier where he wasn't able to get his pack and he just was able to literally go right in right now and, and get in there with no weight. So also good for future reference. If people are, are waiting around and actually, you know, affecting your life to wait in a line such as this, you, you do not need to do that. You can just go in a non-peak hour. I think Jacob said that on the stream as well. Again, it's open for 48 hours. So if for whatever reason you have not yet gotten your pre-order pack, you can go ahead to the Top Shot website right now and get yourself a pack there. So Bach, yeah, I, go ahead, I, I man. Would, I was going to say, Cute might be getting that influencer uh that influencer in because I just tried it and I got like 48,000 in line still. So I, you know, I, I need to, I need to get on the pod more. I need to do a good uh -oh. job so I can come back and build up my rep. Wow. Hey. Producer Coop is officially an influencer in the top shot community. Shout out to producer Coop. Good That's job, my Coop, friend. Coop did get kicked out of line earlier. He waited, got to the front. So Coop, maybe that's actually your cue having said, Hey, we know you got to the front and able to buy either way. If it's not now, I'm confident in the next, you know, sometime in that next 36 hour period, we should be able to just waltz in. Makes sense. All right. Anything else on the pre-order packs or I think we, we uh, have covered it all it's going to take about two weeks until we get them. Uh, it's not definite at two weeks, but it's probably about two weeks plus. Um, and so we get a we'll wait and we'll have a little fun. When we get those um, for the pre-orders from last time. I believe I do. TJ still does. I know producer Coop still does. We are holding on to these, and uh, some of these will actually be prizes or giveaways during our Wednesday show uh, for the OTM website launch. Yes, we have a, a very exciting show coming up on Wednesday. For those of you that did not see the tweet earlier, definitely recommend checking it out. We're going to be doing a launch party for our brand new OTM website. And uh, for those of you that are able to, to crack the secret code of the tweet, you, you may or may not get a little bit of a sneak preview. So uh, I will leave it at that. And yeah, best of luck out there. Hopefully you guys are good enough at crossword puzzles to figure out what's going on here. thought that was a fun little exercise. All right, let's jump into the second topic, which is the other Hot topic from today, the Seeing Stars 1 challenge came to completion. We put out a tweet earlier today. Let me just pull that up real quick. I mean, it's just ridiculous, man. This, this, the Herzig bot strikes yet again. He's within $14 of the projection. I forget exactly what day did you put, put out your, your projections? Two, two like, or three days before. Yeah, yeah. a couple days before. But uh, so, yeah, we saw the completion of the Seeing Stars 1 challenge, as we all expected. We saw the prices continue to drop immediately after the challenge completed. We saw a total of 4,179 people complete the challenge. 
and we we do have the Durant reward live on the market. I think I saw him at like around six hundred forty dollars the last yes. I checked. And so I want to I want to speak to the one that I was actually most wrong about was that completions. Um, I missed it by a decent amount, especially considering like when I was doing this estimate, we were around like thirty four, thirty five hundred. Um, so like, yeah, 200 over 4,100 isn't much, but 200 from when I was only five, 700 away is actually a decent amount. And so I know it's hard to kind of scroll in here, uh, but you can see just how much these spiked in the last 24 hours. Um, you can you know kind of see at the end there, just that strong incline. And so I was projecting an increase in trend, increase in kind of rate for the completion to get to that 3,900. And it went, it's, it surpassed that by far. Um, so this is something we will definitely keep an eye on going forward. Uh, we haven't seen this last minute kind of push to complete challenges um, from people who were coming from zero, one, two, all the way to completion. Like we'll track to see in that in the bottom right corner of people that are, you know, getting close to it. But this one, interesting enough, a lot of those came from people who were not at all in the challenge, but I guess saw that, hey, for around. 15, I think it was around $1,600, you could complete the entire challenge day of, get that KD, which we estimated to be around $750, and it's uh, almost break even. Um, and so with some excitement around challenges, the opportunity to get the low serial, uh, people maybe not trusting our numbers and such, like, it was, it was, it was cool to see that people uh, really showed that last minute interest, and we'll, we'll make sure to bake that into our future analyses as well. Yep. And just pulling up the updated Seeing Stars 1 page here on the OTM website, we can see the the massive nosedive that happens. I can even zoom in here a little bit more. And I feel like I did not do that in the best way. But you can just see that they took took straight off down. And, and they've since leveled out. But, yeah, I mean, everything dropped about 50%, 60%, which is what we have historically seen in the challenges. So. I'm of the opinion that the, the Durant is going for, for lower than I would have expected and that I, I do expect it. I mean, I can believe the challenge and I'm not rushing to, to sell my KD, and I, I'll tell you that much. Right. It was interesting. So two things, sir. One, for what you were saying, it's actually, look at all that green because that's greens in the last one. back up. Yeah. yeah. So there's definitely Four some hours. positive movement um, after it kind of dropped initially. Uh, second thing I'll say is, the KD, if you take a look at the sales of the KD over the past kind of half hour since they went out, uh, people were unloading that for $400, $425. I saw Arsenal got one for $425. Um, that just doesn't make sense. In the marketplace, we have the slash 7500 which is 3000 3000 plus more mints, and that was going for $25, $50 more than the, what people were listing these seeing stars for. Uh, so now that, you know, people have bought up that floor and it is up to 680 right now, it's still climbing. So that 750 that originally projected looks like it might end up, uh, you know, a couple hours after market stabilizes. But just for people that like, what's the rationality there? You complete the challenge. You probably spent anywhere between 1500 and 3000 to complete it. You get your KD and you're like, I'm going to go sell that for 400 immediately. I don't know, unless there's just a few people out there who are just so, and I guess in the grand scheme of things, there's 4,000 people that got these. All you need is five, 10 people to be acting irrationally and selling at a very, very low amount to for us all to witness that. Um, but I hope that it's no one in the OTM community that's got that. That's not even paper hands. Those hands are glass. Those hands are clear. Yeah. 
Yeah, it just doesn't make sense. Like you put in the effort to buy all these moments while you're instantly selling it at a loss. Just just don't do it to begin with. I, I don't know. Hey, it is what it is. I think that, that we'll see things kind of restabilize. We already have, and we'll continue to be tracking these these prices after the completion of the challenge. Yeah. Anything else on the challenge? Front. Did you guys get any good mints? I got a uh, twenty-three twenty-five. Feels like an interesting number, but probably not worth anything more than low ask. I'm sure you can find something. Twenty-three. You know, that's LeBron. Oh, I got six thirty-one. I just looked for the first time. That's funny. Ooh, that's I got six thirty-one. All right, that's not bad. triple digits. Yeah. Yeah, like at the end of the day, I feel like we have a KD out of only four thousand in a year where they're very, very live to. To win the title, I, I'm holding yeah. on to mine personally. And I mean, his only badge moments on there right now are there's 209 of the run it back. Everything else, there's just four moments, and uh, like it's, it'll be interesting. Uh, I, I obviously think that it's worth at least 750. I think over time, this is one that we'll definitely see go up. Um, but I think you know, it's a, a larger just say of what our current market is and just the overall kind of. You've got the tails, and on one tail are paper hand. Not, no, I hate saying paper hand, but on one tail are people who just don't have high level of confidence in the long term and are still kind of just in that short term mindset, uh, or maybe have been holding this for the past couple of weeks and are just kind of fed up and want to get out. And fine, let them get out. Doesn't matter to us. Some people got some great steals on getting four or five hundred dollars at this moment. Uh, long term, we care about what that actual price market, you know, the stability looks like. So, cool, cool. Agreed. All righty. Let's, let's shift into the meat of tonight, the NBA talk. We've got our good friend, Mr. John Bachman, the NBA specialist over here at OTM. And it was a big week in the NBA last week. We had the NBA trade deadline, saw a lot of action happening on Thursday. So we just wanted to, to walk through some of the the biggest items that we saw, the biggest moves that we saw, and also trying to focus not just on the, the biggest moments from an NBA perspective, but more so from a, a top shot perspective. So what kind of trades did we see that went down? How did we see this affect their prices? And how, in general, as we're looking into the next NBA season and beyond, do we think that trades of this nature will potentially impact the prices of moments? So Bach, I think I'm going to kick it over to you here to start. What what did you think going into Thursday? There was obviously a lot of speculation about what trades may or may not happen. Were you overly, you know, were, were you overall satisfied with the amount of, of action? I feel like there was a lot, as someone who, who wasn't following it as closely, it felt like a lot happened. Is that the correct yes. take? Like it did not, it did not let down. I think that uh, by by a lot of metrics, it was the busiest trade deadline ever in terms of tr- number of trades executed um, and in terms of number of number of players. It's a little bit hard to get exact data on that, although the NBA did post a list on their website. But yeah, certainly one of, if not the most, the busiest trade deadlines ever. And obviously, not only lots of moves, but some big names moving and some some people who I think were mentioned but not expected, particularly. Vucevic, obviously, um, going to Chicago. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think in general, uh, tons of action, which was super exciting and a lot of uh, impacts to Top Shop. Yeah, so let's let's kick it here. We, we put together, from our view, 
the top five most impactful deadline trains uh, trades. So we can walk through them here and definitely some, some big names on the list here. So Bach or, yeah. and or Justin, what, what do you guys think about these five trades? Yeah. You know, I figure we'll just kind of walk through the five, talk a little bit about why they're impactful for top shot specifically, obviously real basketball comes into play, especially with the last two, but you know, on the first one, you've got Vucevic to the Bulls. Um, I think, you know, shows that they're going all in on this year, which is great to see. Um, and not just this year. I mean, he's not a rental, but shows that they're going in on this year. And also that, um, you know, he's a, he's an all-star this year uh, going to the Bulls. They've got him and Levine to build around. Uh, they didn't trade Thaddeus Young, which is awesome. And then, you know, interestingly, the piece going back, Wendell Carter was a first-rounder a couple of years ago and was the centerpiece of that trade back with a couple first-rounders. But, I mean, they, they pursued him. So I think he's going to get a ton of run. And in general, I think the Magic are one of my biggest focus points for Top Shot coming out of the trade deadline. Obviously, Vucevic, um, you know, goes to a better situation, gets out of NBA purgatory and a team that's always going to capture like the eight seed and always lose in the first round. But you see that the first three trades, the Magic traded basically their three best players and are just going full rebuild, which is fun to see when you think about rookies and opportunity in, in top shot. Yeah, definitely. Definitely makes sense. I think, Justin, did you have something to say there? No, no, I agree. Um, I, I like it. And I think it's just interesting um, to consider those implications of how this is, obviously, from a real basketball stance, but where we can kind of uh, take it from a, you know, a top shot standpoint. Um, and I think as we get a little further down with the, the older guys and such, I think it's a bit more relevant. Um, but like, but when you think of this new Magic team, and actually I think they were talking about this earlier on the um, on the stream, but just where do you think this opportunity comes from? Whether it's bacon, whether it's from the younger guys, but like, what do you see from that uh, opportunity? Is there an opportunity there to get ahead of some of these guys in the moment space? Yeah. I mean, I think um, obviously Cole Anthony has had a good rookie season. I think uh, Chuma Okeke is the guy who I targeted and bought a, a relatively high serial of right after the trade deadline. He was already a guy who was coming on strong for, for the magic first round pick last year, but they basically, drafted him and stashed him for a year. So they still have him under control for four years. It's a super interesting contract in general. Um, but uh, he is going to be a, a guy who they feature a lot the rest of this year. I think he is a guy who has some opportunity. Um, the other guy who I'm, I'm curious to see if he gets any more opportunity from these moves is Mo Bamba. First round pick, I think three years ago and has just been buried obviously behind Vucevic because Vucevic is an all-star. Um, He's a guy who who supposedly the Orlando coach doesn't really like that much, but the front office likes and doesn't want to give up on. And as they go into tank mode, I'm super interested to see if he's a guy who, you know, might be overlooked in not the not the first guy like Cole Anthony or Dwayne Bacon or Chumo Keke that people are looking at and saying, um, you know, I got to grab him. But a guy who could by the end of the season be playing 25 minutes and was a high first rounder for a reason. Yeah. Yeah, it makes a ton of sense. And we can we can go ahead and pull up. I'll pull up some of the some of these players here. Just give me one second to do so. 
while you're while you're um, doing that. We yeah, saw in the chat what someone was saying. The uh, looks like we got some new challenges out there. Uh, the MGLE challenge is out. The LeBron SS2 is up, as Jonathan Silsby uh, put in the chat as well. Um, we'll be tracking them. We'll be tracking them on the side and seeing where this kind of price happens. Um, I know I've got a couple. Um, I bought into a lot of these LeBron ones as soon as these out. While other people were zigging into the KD, I was buying these. Um, now, as the entire market kind of went down, obviously you lose some opportunity, but I'm seeing right now, like if I was to sell, I still actually make a small profit or about break even, which when you compare it to where my moments would have been elsewhere in the industry, kind of turns into a win. Um, but overall, like uh, what we'll, you know, if you go to SS2 right now, real quick. Yep. Yeah, so we're sitting, sitting on the homepage. We have the challenges, not only the live ones that are going on, but we also have the challenges that are coming soon. This will be moved to live, obviously, very shortly, and then the expired ones. So we can go ahead and check this out, and this is definitely something that, that we'll be monitoring. It's been relatively flat, if not going down as of late, but I'm sure that now that this has been announced, we'll, we'll start to see some, some prices bump up. So for anyone that's not in, maybe this is a, a good time to start to get involved. I know that me personally, I bought I – bought a couple of the moments last night, just anticipating the the announcement of the challenge. But I'm I'm curious to see how it goes, given that the series, uh, Seeing Stars one, just kind of tailed off as soon as the challenge ended. Yeah, I mean, and you got to imagine though, it also mirrored the way that the larger market was going over the past couple weeks. Um, so, did it veer off any more or less than the general market? That's kind of hard to say. That's kind of that's an analysis that we're hoping to kind of do in the future. Um, now, I mean, that makes sure like, okay, so for seeing stars too, the questions are one is what is your short term view of the market? So over the next two, three weeks, like, does it make sense? Actually, I didn't see how much time did they put on this? One week. One week. One week. Okay. Yep. All right. So one week, we know gifting is already having some uh, limitations there. Mm -hmm. So we will see, uh, you know, what that LeBron ends up being, because uh, compared to the KD where uh, you had, how long was the KD? I'm trying the to make KD sure was three weeks, I believe. I think it was three weeks. Okay, so KD was three weeks, and I want to make sure the other one was the one week. I want to make sure I wasn't confusing those. The All Star Game one Giannis. was one week. Yeah. Yes, okay. that's correct. Um, so it'll be interesting to I, see. I feel like their goal is to get to one week challenges, and the and, the three week was an exception. But that's just my pure thought. But I, I, it would make sense. More than one week seems like too much. Agreed. Agreed. And I think. They also don't want people multi-accounting and gifting back and forth. And so I think we will start seeing fewer completions. Like when we saw that 70% completion mm -hmm. rate early on, well, there were a couple of things that went into that, such as it was the only game in town. It was in a bull market, so everything was going up. So it was all profit the earlier you got in. Um, now, you know, you've got all these other things going on. Um, you don't have the gifting. So what? <sighs> 40, yeah. little 45% was the KD we were just looking at. I think uh, the all-star game Giannis was something around like 25%. Um, those might be a little more in the range of what we're expecting going forward. The MGLE, I think, was about 150, 160 out of 500. So there you're looking at around 30%. Like this whole 30 to 40, 30 to 50% may be the new norm for challenge completion. Um, and obviously that's very important for us when we're mapping out whether it is worth it to complete these challenges um, because that's uh, how we kind of determine what the value of that challenge reward is. Agreed.
And I, I think we'll, for, for the gifting reasons, for other reasons, I think we'll see fewer and fewer people complete the challenges, which should in turn obviously mean a few things. There's fewer minted of the reward. There's a better chance with the reward that you get a higher or a lower serial. And just in general, if fewer people are completing the challenges, it becomes more likely that it's people that that have more of the diamond hands that we've been talking about that are, are willing to, to hold on to these moments for the longer term. And just to address Caleb's question in the chat, is the website live? <laughs> kind of. If you have the detective skills, you can find the website right now. If Producer, you don't want to put that tweet out in the chat for, for yeah, Caleb. Yeah, well, yeah. Put, put a link to the tweet. There's a link to the tweet here. If you guys are able to crack the code, you will be able to, to view the website right now. If not, you'll be able to view it on Wednesday during our website launch party, which is going to be a great time. We've got some some giveaways planned as well. So hopefully we'll, we'll be seeing all you guys back on Wednesday. I will say that crossword puzzle gave people uh, a little tizzy. It, was, it gave uh, me a tizzy, <laughs> and I knew what the plan was. Like, the, like, I try to tell this guy. He Yeah, he's like do you think this is good? I'm like, I can't figure it out. And I know what you're doing and I still can't, I still don't get it, man. So, uh, for any of but hints, that's, that's good. Any, yeah, for any of the hints in the tweet that you'll eventually realize that was TJ's pushing. Um, and then so if you, yeah, if you are struggling with it, you are not alone. I can <laughs> tell you that much. But uh, we don't have the numbers from Neil right now, but just based off kind of what we've seen for the grand prize challenge, um, I think we've had a few hundred actual hits to the website. Um, and, you know, so uh, people are figuring it out, but then we've also seen some teamwork within like Mission Control Center and the various discords and so forth. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, we got we got a bit, a bit sidetracked there, but I did want to at least pull up. Like I, I noticed something, at least particular with Rondo. So we can go to our page here we can search any of the players that we want to and yeah so and, I, I just pulled up yeah and tj i was just going to jump in quickly i think the last two guys on the list that you mentioned that we mentioned that we didn't touch on verbally were rondo and, and lamarcus aldridge and i think both of those guys are guys from a top shot perspective are probably actually enhanced by their real life basketball prospects moving from not contenders mm -hmm. to in lamarcus's case the you know the now title favorite with uh, the Nets, and then in Rondo's case, from you know a mediocre Hawks team to uh, to the you know the competitive Clippers, um, okay. you know maybe one one of the favorites in the West at this point. So, Buck, I'm sure you know this, but uh, do you know how many championships Lamarcus Aldridge has? Has zero. How many finals appearances? Zero. That's correct. I would have thought that at least he would have got to the finals with one of those Spurs, but he was a little past that time, and. Yeah. Uh, Basketball Reference has him at a fifty-one percent to make the Hall of Fame. If he could add a title, uh, you know, get a ring under his resume, I think that'd be huge. And then Rod Rondo, obviously, he's got the two championships: one a little while back, one last year with the Lakers. If he could get a third, he's already at sixty-one percent by Basketball Reference to uh, make the Hall of Fame. I think if he got that third, he's almost—I uh, don't want to say a lock or anything—but he's got to be a heavy favorite. Yeah, absolutely. And obviously the both those guys can't get it this year, but either one of them have a pretty good shot at it. So yeah. and age wise, I believe Rondo's thirty-five. And Justin loves the old guys. Um, I mean so anyone to, that's older than Justin in the NBA, he's like, I'm all in. I don't care who they are. I'm in. 
I love it. Um, I mean, but like, and I know I've touched on the past that so Lamarck is all, they're both 35. Look at that. So how many more years in the league are these guys going to have? And so when we're comparing in 10 years, the guys who are similar players and abilities, but they maybe have 50 different moments out there, or you're LaMarcus Aldridge and Rajon Rondo who only have maybe five to 10 because they may retire after this year or the next, like that's built in scarcity. We know that there's scarcity within the mints, the circulation for whether it's a legendary, rare, common, whatever. But now we're getting another level of scarcity for if the player just doesn't have that many moments in the site, Hence that Vince Carter is worth so much. Hence the run it backs, the Dirk and the Ginobili and stuff, because they only have those one moments. It's valuable. Obviously, the player still has to be good. So that's why getting in the Hall of Fame is important. But if you can get into the Hall of Fame and not have that many moments out there, chef's kiss. Yeah, and we can see what happened with the price, right? The the 25th was the trade deadline. We saw a nice increase there. And then since there, it's 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 kind of tailed off, which is a, a sign of the overall market but like there's definitely a clear uptick as soon as the the trade happened and i believe i saw i tried to open Actually, a bunch of tabs but i can't if do you that can go high. back to that real quick teach if, if you can go yeah. back to that, that i think that was actually something really interesting that i hadn't seen before yeah let um, me go right was back. it the aldridge i think it was the aldridge one that you just had oh you're right it was aldridge sorry I, i'm no, it's fine. It's fine. trying to hide um, the url at the same time so it's not as easy to navigate uh-huh. It's okay. Um, but no, what I was just going to mention is, so it did go up when that trade, and I actually, I think I have like 18 or 20 is Aldridge. So, but like, I think I sold one just to kind of get that feel for it. Um, but if you were to get rid of this increase, that's almost a straight line before and after the trade. Like it legitimately yeah. almost directly resets to where it was. Um, and if you are if, if you are bullish on this from like, hey, why are we bullish on Marcus Aldridge making that move? Well, it's not because we think we're going to be able to flip it in like a week or whatever. We're bullish because we believe it increases his chance of winning a title and in the Hall of Fame then long term. So if you miss out on this buying on the news, just wait a little because it will reset once people get rid of that hype and realize that, oh, the short flippers are going to make their couple dollars and it resets. This is now the opportunity when it's back to what it should have been before where you're now getting value to buy this LaMarcus Aldridge because without paying for the new Nets team and that championship opportunity. Agreed. Yeah. And that, that Rondo had a little bit of the same. Yeah. Yeah. The Rondo was similar and we'll just look at him quickly. Yeah. Go for it, Bach. Yeah. I think Rondo's was a little bit more because Rondo's was actually the trade. Right. And that was a little bit more unexpected. Mm-hmm. So it had a little yeah. bit more of a specific moment, whereas Aldridge was, the buyout um, and then the announcement that he was signing with the Nets. But yeah, similar, I think, trend overall. Maybe this yeah. is not the best Rondo. Yeah, not enough liquidity there. I mean, Rondo's, one, Rondo's another interesting example here because we were talking before the moment badges. Uh, yeah, so there you go. Like you've got this bit more of a spike, but then once again, and it hasn't fallen right back now. It's still maybe a little higher if we do the um, decline, but it's still pretty close to what that eventually be. And I was just going to mention, this is the Rajan Rondo first one. Um, yeah, this S1 base, that's yep. also the LeBron play where I think it's an assist to LeBron. Uh, so you get that benefit. And then it was interesting because before this first, the Top Shot debut badge came out, people were mis- misidentifying the first moment Rondo and buying the more expensive one um, for whatever reason. Any other comments on the the trades that we saw or how we 
view those implications going forward, either from a top shot perspective or just a, a general NBA perspective? Yeah, I think the only thing, you know, maybe the trades that didn't happen, right? Lowry didn't get moved from Toronto. There was a lot of buzz even the day of, including like Windhorst, I think, on ESPN saying it was happening or saying it was about to happen and didn't. Um, Lonzo Ball didn't get moved, which was a, a dagger for, I know, Justin and I, free Kyra. Um, and then uh, and then uh, Lowry Markinen, I think, was the last one that I was just really surprised. After they made the Vucevic trade, I don't know how they don't move him. I don't know how they're going to be able to re-sign him. Um, so it seemed really bizarre to me that they didn't flip him to somebody. Um, but, you know, he doesn't have a top shot moment. So that's that's more just like the basketball nerd in me saying, what the hell are they doing? Yeah. Agreed. And then, uh, yeah, Kyra actually was having a pretty strong game earlier today because um, Lonzo hasn't been playing for a little. So Kyra got all, about 20 minutes today and did some stuff with it. It'll be interesting to see uh, what that impact is. Obviously, the upside for him really was, you know, the short term upside was if Lonzo left. Um, but we'll see in the offseason. He's probably a player that I'm going to continue to be accumulating as his price likely goes down this year um, because he's just not going to get the playing time, but uh, still long-term very bullish on him. For sure. All right, so we not only have top shot implications for the NBA trade deadline, but this could potentially impact some of the, the things with the OTM player rankings, so... Next on the agenda, we would like to to take a little bit of a look at the updated OTM player rankings and some of the changes that we may have made as a result of that. TJ, can you start off showing uh, where can people see these? How do we kind of post this? Um, Just give a little background on those rankings. Player rankings, yeah. Hold on one second. Let me pull them up. Yeah, so right now, the player rankings are available strictly for... The, the people in the Mission Control Center, aka the o- OTM Discord, we have them hosted on a Google Doc for those folks. So if you are interested in that, you can go ahead and, and join the Discord. A lot of fantastic conversations going in there. I know that we've had people continually reaching out about getting in. We, we promise we are, are trying to get people in as quickly as we can. We do have an extensive wait list and... At one point, we tried to expedite the <laughs> the onboarding process, and then just started getting comments comparing our Discord. Top Shot Discord. Yeah, we that got called mad. Top Shot General. <laughs> so we were like, you know what, we we can't. We would love to get the people in, but we can't just you know toss out an invite to a hundred people, and then things just got crazy too quickly. So we're 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 doing the best we can while also maintaining the the quality in there, but what we have here and and eventually the plan is to to host this on the new OTM website so that everyone can view them whenever they please but we do have the OTM player rankings here Bach joined producer coop on an episode of producer coop after dark what man it, it feels like forever ago it was probably only a week ago 2 weeks ago Damn. okay i was going to yeah, say like a month weeks. ago but it, it feels like forever ago and Really what we have here is just a, a combination of looking at an individual player's career in terms of what they've done to date, evaluating, obviously subject, somewhat subjectively, their upside and the, the, the potential that we feel that they have to yet to uh, 
realize in their career. And then also some of the, the softer factors like their social media presence and, you know, how involved they may or may not be in top shot. Like it, it may sound silly, but those things really do matter at, at a smaller level here. But our, our concept here is just to give an idea of at a raw basketball player level, who, who are the people that we should be considering? And again, we understand that it's, it's quite subjective, but I think it triggers great discussion and that's the the whole point here. So any of us are, are happy to debate any of these. And, and I think that that's kind of the, the fun of a community like this. Yeah. And Bachman. So I saw that you made the change obviously hard and bumped him up a little. Uh, he is now the, I think T two uh, for the MVP odds this year. So at about plus 700, I think basketball reference has him at around 17%. So those kind of go fairly hand in hand. Yeah. Um, you think he actually has a legit shot? Like his usage is up there. The team's obviously like the favorite. Yeah, I I, I don't think he has a shot uh, unless Jokic gets hurt. Uh, but if he does, then I think he probably becomes the favorite. Um, I'm assuming he's T two with LeBron still. Embiid, but yeah. Oh, Embiid. Okay, yeah. But I I think LeBron. I think right you know as long as as long as Jokic is healthy, I think it's his to lose. He's leading the NBA in all of the advanced metrics by a ton. And also I think still leading the NBA in minutes played or second to Julius Randle, which matters at, at some point. Um, and more importantly, the Nuggets are have have turned it around significantly. They're now, I think the four seed um, in, in the East, uh, or excuse me, in the West. And then um, obviously Aaron Gordon makes them even better. So uh, no, I don't think he has a, a shot without an injury, but um, I do think that you know, they're now the title favorites and he's getting a ton of credit deservedly. So for what they're doing without Kyrie and without KD. And I think that's enough to bump him up a little bit that the title is going to help his legacy a ton, right? You know, he's, he's either going to go down as one of the best players ever without a title or, you know, maybe move into that and, tier where he's got one or more. And potentially being an MVP of the finals. That's right. They won. Um, so one thing that I have wanted to talk about, and when we've been talking about this collector's council that we've been talking with Rohan about trying to find a way for us to kind of uh, give perspective, thoughts, feedback to the team. One of the things that's really particular for me is what happens with the MVP and what happened, what we saw with Giannis, uh, because I personally think that for this to be a growing and, you know, a community where people want to invest in the best players, people want to try to get ahead. So you think Harden's going to win MVP. So you start buying his moments ahead of time. If they're then going to go create this MVP set that just dilutes the entire marketplace of those moments, it almost is actually a kiss of death. If you, and if your player ends up winning the MVP. Um, and so, for example, with someone like Jokic, like let's say you were ahead of the game, you purchased a bunch of his Series 2 moments, um, and then his moments all go down in value because people later on are able to enter you know, a rare, a rare giveaway, uh, a rare pack drop for all of his moments, similar to what we saw with Giannis. And so this is something that I am hoping that the you know, Dapper Labs team, the Top Shot team, realized what happened with the Giannis and will not make that same mistake going forward. Um, because I think in the, the day, like we want to incentivize the people who are collectors. We want to incentivize the people who are sharp and are treating this, you know, and who are really trying to make collection, make bets, make uh, proclamations of what they think is going to happen in the future. And if you're only going to be hurt by your player winning the MVP and you're better off just waiting to see who it is and then getting that person's rare set, 
uh, I think that's a poor experience for the entire community. Um, and so I'm just one voice in this right now uh, and you know, just trying to give out my thoughts on this, but I really hope that uh, Dapper Labs and Top Shot kind of take that uh, thought process and kind of heed, that, heed those thoughts. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you there. I think you should, you know, if you own a common moment of someone that ends up winning MVP, that should, should be, a good be thing. rewarded. <laughs> exactly. Hey, maybe they like, I don't know. I don't want to throw too many things out there, but the thought just came across my head of like an MVP badge yeah. where it's like you can basically predict or, or, you know, make your predictions on who you think might win MVP by those moments of accordingly, knowing that they would get a badge at the end of the season, like those kinds of things. And, and I'm sure that the, that the Dapper team is is thinking these types of scenarios through. I know that they also want to make things like the badges scarce. So maybe, so maybe there's a, a different thing that they can come up with, but agreed. I think it's similar to what's happening with the challenges right now. Like there should be more incentive or, or more things to not only complete the challenges, but to, to like hold them after and to, to achieve those moments organically. I don't know. I think there's a lot of opportunities to, to help to improve the collector experience and really reward the people that, that are collecting for the sake of a, of a collection slash investment versus people that are just looking to, to flip and move on to the next shiny object. But yeah, I like that thought. Yep. Really cool. I mean, obviously we're just, this is so, agree with you on the badges they've actually discussed and said that they are considering additional badges there's nothing in the works right now yeah. but they are considering and i do think long term they'll add something else something like if you got the mvp that year like and you get that badge that makes sense um what i would love to see and this is now not a theory not a rumor this is just something i thought would be really cool is if you were to hold on to a moment of a player for an entire year and that player then gets some award whether it's the all-star whether it's one of the you know awards you receive something like you actually would receive one of his maybe um you know rare or however many moments that get distributed as the mvp so let's say at the beginning of the year you've got a you know jokic and you held on to it throughout the entire year well now you receive one of the you know that's if it was about 35k maybe 15,000 people held on to it through the entire year and now you receive one of those as being a hey you were a collector of this moment, of this player that won the MVP. You also get rewarded for that foresight. Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely agree with that. So, yeah, we had the the, the changes on Harden here. Is there yeah. uh, any, so, any other things you wanted to highlight? So Yeah, yeah we, we've got changes highlighted in yellow week to week. As you can imagine, not much changes on a normal week. This week was a little bit unique because of the trade deadline. So little bumps up in kind of, you know, long-term upside for LaMarcus, for Rondo. Um, I think that, uh, you know, as you scroll further down the list, you'll see bumps up and bumps down to guys whose opportunity materially changed. Alonzo bumped down a little bit. He'll continue to be the third wheel on a Pelicans team for the rest of this season. And then who knows where he'll go. Um, Kyra, obviously, unfortunately, bumped down a little bit. Um, and then, you know, as some of the Magic players I talked about, uh, Ken Birch, uh, I didn't mention earlier, another guy who I think is going to be featured in the near term for the Magic, uh, Chuma. Uh, when Cole Anthony comes back, I'm imagining he'll see a bump, but he's just kind of got a, a medium-term injury right now. So, um, and, and as you called out, like, you know, I love this stuff. I'd love to discuss it. I see some people in the, uh, in the comments uh, asking yeah. questions. Let's get, in, get into the Mission <laughs> Control Center. Let's talk about it, man. 
I'll go, I'll go back and forth all day. And by the way, I'm probably wrong on some of this stuff too. So <laughs> I'm happy to change my mind. Yeah. And uh, that's a good tease for our AMAs that we hold in the Mission Control Center, the OTM Discord. And I think uh, we've got potentially one lineup this next weekend, but maybe we can throw Bach into the fire in a week or two yeah. to uh, answer some NBA stuff as we get a little closer to the playoffs. I would love that. We can line up Bach, have people debate the the rankings with him, have him talk about who's going to, well, I guess who is going to win MVP. We know we know who Bach and everyone at OTM thinks is going to win MVP. But who he thinks is going to win is the title maybe is a more realistic thing. Yeah, we're, we're are all about the debate here. I think that the only thing that we are 1 million percent confident in is that LeBron is number one. And I'll Even continue Coop? to say that. If anyone wants to, yeah, if yeah, Coop thinks that LeBron is, is arguably top three, but uh, yeah. <laughs> That was just <laughs> sorry, Goop. Seeing behind the scenes, but yes, I think it's a great discussion point. I think it's very worthy of discussion because, I mean, you're splitting hairs with so many of these decisions. I think the one I saw in chat was Steph Curry versus Giannis. Like, yeah, yeah, that's go, Bach. I don't know. That's really close. Yeah, well, Why? okay, yeah, g- give it, give it, Bach. I mean, so I think- I'll, I'll put up the one in the chat at least to speak for James Kennedy. Uh, looks like he's valuing titles. Obviously, titles are important. Do you value MVP more? What are you thinking? Is it age? I think you know. I think I think it's it's probably a combination, right? Steph has three titles. He was the best player on one of those teams, um, but only you know the best player on one of those teams. Uh, he's got what two MVPs? I think one or two MVPs. I don't remember off the top of my head. But Giannis has two already and, and you know, has a chance of the third um, this year, although I think voter fatigue will keep him out of serious consideration for that. Um, so, you know, maybe maybe really that Steph should be, you know, a little bit higher career evaluation, a little bit lower in terms of like career upside and ended about the same place. Um, I, I could see, you know, that being an, an update we make in a future iteration of this as we talk through it. But definitely think from a long term perspective, you know, they're both going to be what top well, Steph's definitely going to be a top 25 player of all time. And Giannis is clearly trending that way. And, you know, whether one of them is top 20, top 15, I, I'm not sure yet. Hypothetical for you. Phoenix wins a championship this year. What happens to Chris Paul's ranking? Finally gets that. I rank. think, I think it's gotta, I think it's gotta jump up above probably Kawhi at that point. Uh, Obviously, like the point guard, I mean, you know, top three point guard of all time. And really the only thing that's ever held him back is lack of team success. You know, they're a good team this year, but it's not like you walked into a superstar team like James Harden did, right? If they win this year, it's because of Chris Paul and what he was able to do with, you know, a roster that other than him was pretty much the same last year and not really uh, any good. So. Yeah, I, I was actually at the uh, Suns Heat game last week and just being able to see what he can do with that offense and just controlling it, allowing Booker to actually get in space is just fantastic. Yeah, I think they're probably the team I'm cheering the most for after, obviously, the, the Nuggets. <laughs> hey, you got a Booker Cosmic, too. <laughs> That's true. <sighs> what do you got for us, TJ? Some so I, odds? Pull, I mean, I just, yeah, I just figured I'd pull up the, the Vegas Insider. Updated odds for the the finals. I I think it's going to be an awesome. I mean, obviously we're we're still what just shy of two months away from the playoffs, but I think more so than the last couple of years, it's going to be a really really exciting playoff run because I feel like for a while it's been like so inevitable of like oh these are the two teams that are going to end up playing each other in the finals, and I 
I don't feel like it's it's quite that crystal clear this year. And, and a lot of teams that are in the mix, obviously we have the Nets and the Lakers as the front runners, but plenty of, of teams that are right behind them. So just wanted to to pull this up. You guys mentioned the Suns, obviously a bit of a long shot at 22 to one, but uh, yeah, there, there, it should be a, a lot to happen here and something that we're going to continue to monitor. And one of the things that I'm curious to see is how much does team success in the playoffs impact or not impact top shot pricing. I'm, I don't know that I have a strong take. I feel like we could see something similar to what we saw with the trade deadline where maybe there's a quick spike that immediately comes back down and normalizes, but it should be something that that's interesting to track. Yeah, definitely. I think, I think we can maybe see those quick spikes that come back to earth, especially the teams that when lose that next round. Um, right. But each time they maybe advance, you may see a little spike and then a correction and a little spike or a correction until they finally get that championship. Um, Cause without a doubt, you know, from a resume builder, getting that ring, getting the championship is huge. And we get to see who's going to be this year's tower hero, uh, which is <laughs> going to be super fun because, you know, obviously a guy who, had a mediocre and maybe a little bit better than mediocre regular season last year, bubble last year, but not much. Uh, certainly became a household name in the playoffs. That's going to happen again. And, you know, seeing who, who gets that opportunity and really shines in it, I think is going to be super fun as well. I'm trying to look at these teams and think about like from a youth perspective, I'm not really sure who I would say. I think like a little older, but like a Tobias Harris for like the Sixers and what he's been able to do recently, like not much of a household name, I'd say. But if he could end up having like a big playoff series for the East and uh, do well. Um, J- Justin is like, who is the oldest player on each of these teams so that, I can, like buy, so that I can buy 80 of them along with my Al Horfords? Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard is <laughs> Dwight the man Howard. of the playoff. The yeah, there you go, Dwight that. Howard. You want that Sixers championship, baby. Yeah. Let's go. So, yeah, Brilliant's asking in the chat who, who their hot take is. Yeah. Justin gave his. I think mine, I'm going to go back to the Suns and say Mikhail Bridges. Mikhail Bridges. Like, I'll be honest. When I when I saw him at the game, I wasn't sure if it was Miles or him. <laughs> well, now you know. Yeah, they played <laughs> each other last night. That was super confusing for someone, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, love it, love it. Cool. Well, we're coming up on an hour here. I think we've we've touched on everything that we wanted to discuss tonight. But we'll we'll kick it to each of you guys for any final words, final thoughts that you want to make sure that we bring the people. Bach, I will go to you first. No, I like I said, you know. I'd love to to discuss debate in the MCC. So, you know, give me a shout if you have questions or see see stuff going on. Um, we're still tracking the buyout market, drum into the Lakers. Uh, I'm imagining there's still going to be a couple more dominoes falling there. There's not really a time horizon on that. So we'll keep an eye on that. But otherwise, you know, we're getting to, to the heart of the playoff race and seeing who gets gets to the play-in games. It's a fun twist we haven't had before. Um, so even, even more uh, action uh, this year for the playoffs than normal. Should be a lot of fun. Justin, any final thoughts for the people? Yeah, for me, I would just say I'm, I'm pumped for Wednesday. Uh, Wednesday is going to be exciting, I think. And, you know, a lot of people have already obviously cracked the code and are already on the OTM site and kind of playing around and giving their feedback. And it has been fantastic, phenomenal to see the great work that uh, the team um, has done. Um, obviously both TJ Bachman, Coop, and especially Neil have been just 
Oh my God, essential, paramount to the uh, success and build out of this site. Um, it has been pretty much my go-to, um, you know, I probably spend 95% of my time with regards to Top Shot stuff, either in the um, Mission Control Center or on our site. And another 5% is actually on Top Shot. And really think that, you know, as people get to play around with this, see it all, um, God, it helps so much just for doing all these challenge analysis, being able to kind of be better at this market. And uh, when we kind of climb out of this, bear market and either turn into just kind of a gradual incline, a stagnant, whatever it is, uh, that site is going to be pivotal. It's going to be essential to really making sure that we can find value and uh, you know be positive EV collectors. Yeah, Wednesday is going to be an awesome show. Definitely recommend you guys go ahead, check out the Twitter. If you're interested in attempting to crack the code, you can get a sneak peek at what the website looks like, but could not echo Justin's comments enough. Neil, in particular, has done <laughs> a fantastic job. And I don't know, I, I really am, am personally very proud of, of where the website came. I feel like, you know, we weren't sure what we were go going to be able to do or not be able to do. And our goal the whole time has been to, to put together something that we would want to use ourselves and I'm not shilling when I say that. Like I could, I just click around on our site forever, e even if I'm not actively trying to buy something. It's just like clicking around to seeing how people are doing and seeing, okay, in a bear market, how far down is everyone? Like I, it is what it is. I'm bullish on the the long term of it, but I, I think that people are really going to enjoy the site and get a ton of value out of it. So really pumped for Wednesday night show. Might even bring a, a bottle of champagne to celebrate. Justin, what do you think about that? Ooh, popping bottles. I like it. I like it. And uh, someone help Brian to chat out. Number three down. Um, I don't know. Something like YouTube something. Like not not like a net or an org or something, right? Like, I don't know. Someone's got to help. I think you can get it, Brian. You can get it, Brian. <laughs> you can get it. I was going to try and come up with a clever clue, but I had nothing. Which means it's time <laughs> to call it. It's time. I'm looking. We're at 57 seconds and 57 minutes and 50 seconds. Yeah. So, with all of that said, on behalf of Justin, on behalf of Bach, and of course, on behalf of producer Coop behind the scenes, I am TJ Lasig, and we will see you guys next time.